Well, if you didn't know, tonight's a, a healing night. We do healing night on the first Wednesday of every month. Been doing that a long time before I, before I started coming to the church, which is 12 years. 12 years been coming to Life Church. We've been doing these longer than that. I remember showing up to church like, oh, healing night? What, what's a healing night? And, and uh, maybe, maybe you're showing up tonight and you're thinking the same thing. What's a, what's a healing night? Well, this is where uh, we believe God's going to move in a, such a way that you're going to be changed, your body's going to be forever changed, that the Lord's power will touch you to be able to co- cause a complete wholeness where anything missing, anything broken, anything lacking inside of you can just be in an instant changed, just the same way as, as those who came to Jesus in Jesus' day, you can come to his body and receive the same thing. Amen? If we're really his body, then we're accurately representing him, then we're going to do the same works he did, which is what he said we would do, right? Come on. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to see the works of Jesus in manifestation, and people are going to leave change. If, you're, if you came here tonight and there's something going on in your body, I just want to encourage you, you're not leaving with the same issue that you came in with. You're leaving completely whole. God's got, God's got plenty of, of power in his arsenal to take care of any single need that anyone has. And if you need an overhaul, complete overhaul of your entire body, guess what? There's enough power in the, in the name of Jesus and enough thor- authority in that name to be able to take out any problem. Amen. Come on. He's a big God. We serve a really big God. He's not, he's not like trying to do some push-ups right now, trying to get ready for, like, he's ready. And there's, there's just a flick of his finger. He's going to be able to take anything out. How, amen? Praise the Lord. Well, we also are going to take the offering up right now, and uh, you can give a couple different ways. You can give via text in. That's going to set you up for digital giving. Also, if you have physical offering, you have envelopes in your seat backs, and you can give those at the end of service. There's ushers. They're going to have containers for you to give those on the way out. And uh, and remember, we just do things by faith, right? When we do things, we do it according to what God said. When we give, we don't give just however we decide we want to give. We give according to what he says. And when we do it his way and when 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 our hearts are in submission to him, then it really works, right? And so when we give, we do it according to his word, which means... We give generously, because that's what his word says to do. We give with a heart that's cheerful. We give give by faith. We don't give by duty, out of obligation. We give by faith. Amen? If you want to see God's results, you always do things by faith. That's right, which means his way. It's his way. It's what according to his word and his promise. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's pray over our offering tonight. Father, we thank you that you do supply every need, and according to your word, we do give. Father God, we give to bless you, to honor you, knowing that you return it back to us, multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You give back to us. Father, we do it as an act of of worship to you, but also, Lord, at the same time, knowing that you're a God who cannot be outgiven, knowing that you're a God that's always more than enough, knowing that you're a God that blesses anyone who blesses you far beyond what they could imagine. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the return on our giving as well tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get into some, some word tonight about healing. 
and uh, just some things that the Lord was stirring up in me all day. And, uh, and, and, and it's, it's kind of like this, that healing is the children's bread. It's our bread. Healing belongs to his children. You know, when, we're, when we talk about healing, we're not talking about getting on our knees and pleading for God to heal us. That's not, that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't, it, you won't find results that way. Uh, we don't talk about forcing God, saying, God, you have to do this. We're not into, you know, God's arm's not gonna be twisted. You can't twist his arm, it's way too big. And uh, there, there's nothing you can do to make God do anything. In fact, that's what the word sovereign means. If God's a sovereign God, that means you can't make him do something he doesn't want to do. Now, healing is not about making God do something that he doesn't want to do. It's about actually operating in something that he already has done. And we're going to get into more of that as we go. But healing belongs to believers. If you're a believer, healing is your covenant right. It's your covenant right. Covenant is a, is a Bible word. Covenant is not a word we use a whole lot in our modern day vernacular. But a covenant is more than just an agreement or a contract. It's actually relational. It has a relational aspect to it. It has a personal aspect to it that is, uh, makes it more significant, makes it more powerful. And anytime that you do anything with God, it also has the divine nature behind it. So this is a covenant that we have with God. If you didn't know, maybe you got saved yesterday or, or maybe you got saved today, you might not know this, but you stepped into a covenant with the Almighty God. You came into a blood covenant with God himself, the creator of the universe, the one who's breathed life into each person in this room. God and you are in covenant. Now, if you currently do not have a covenant with the Lord and you do not have uh, a, a life that's his and his life is yours, which is what the covenant entails, then, then just hold on. Maybe there's a chance for you tonight to be able to receive. But I, I, would, I would encourage those who have received to realize that you have certain rights in your covenant. In your agreement with God, he's given you certain covenant rights. Amen? Turn with me to Hebrews, if you will. Hebrews chapter 8. In the book of Hebrews, we have some insight into this covenant that I'm talking about. So, to give you some backstory, in uh, in previous verses here in pre in Hebrews eight, um, the writer's talking about the covenant between God and the Israelites. Do you guys remember that there was a covenant that God established through a mediator? His name was Moses, right? Moses was a mediator between God and man and, created, and, and God created a covenant with the Israelites. Now, this covenant that God had with Israelites had, had promises. It had certain rights that were available to, to the Israelites as well. And now we're, there's a comparing and a contrasting in Hebrews 8 of the covenant God made with the Israelites through Moses through the new covenant 
to the new covenant. He's a comparison to the new covenant that we have through Jesus. Jesus is called the new uh, mediator of the new covenant. So he is now the one who is the go-between between us and the Lord, right? So Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6 says this, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, that's he, Jesus, inasmuch as he is also a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. So something interesting that the Bible says is different about the covenant in the, that the Old Testament Israelites had versus the new covenant believers have is that it's better. It's a better covenant and it has better promises, right? So better's better. <laughs> it's not worse. Better means it's better. You know, if you, if you had a... If you had a 1998 Ford Escort and you were driving that thing around and someone comes up to you and says, you know what, I'm going to give you a better car. And it's a 1975 Ford Pinto. <laughs> you might wonder, I don't think you know what better means. Better means it's better. Better means it has, if not at least some of the same features and more. When God gave us a covenant through Jesus, it wasn't a worse covenant than the Israelites had. It was a better covenant. So God, through Jesus, gave us some better promises. Now, if healing was a part of the old covenant, was healing a part of the old covenant? Let me, let me, let me just um, read um, Exodus here. Let me turn there real fast. Exodus, this is establishing the old covenant here. Some of the, some of the promises given to the Israelites in the old covenant in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, this is the Lord saying this. He's talking about his covenant with the Israelites, and he says, uh, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This is, the, this is the, the name we get for the Lord, which is Jehovah Rapha. That's the Lord who heals, right? So God is telling the Israelites here, I am the God who heals you. That's part of the agreement that we have. This is part of our covenant. I am the God who will heal you, okay? Contrasting and comparing that to the new covenant. If the new covenant then is a better covenant, don't you think that it would at least entail this same idea that God would heal us? And in context here, they're talking about physical healing, issues dealing with the body. God's not talking about just, I'm going to spiritually heal you. 
Spiritual healing takes, takes place at the new birth. New birth, you get a brand new spirit. There's never anything wrong with your spirit ever again. When you get born again, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what the scripture's referencing. It's talking about physical, in your body, healing. And so if it's a part of the old covenant and the new covenant's better, then I think we can kind of make some deductions here. We can just kind of go along this line of thinking that says, if it's better, then it doesn't, it's not going to have less promises, and it's not going to have worse promises. It's going to have even better promises. It's going to at least include, it's like, you know, all right, I'm going to give you, uh, you got this 99 Ford Escort, right? Because you, you turned down the Ford Pinto. And, and like, okay, I'm going to give you a brand new Ferrari. Okay, that's better, right? That's better. But this Ferrari, it just doesn't even have an engine. <laughs> it's just missing that little component. No big deal. Is it better? I mean, it looks cooler. It has a lot more features. But it's, it can't even get you from A to B. Like, I, I, I might be able to sell that and make some good money and maybe buy something better than my Escort. But I don't think I'm going to just like, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll start driving this now. You're not going to go anywhere. So if we remove healing from the new covenant, it's kind of like getting a better car, but it's also missing some of the features that your old car had. And so this idea that God wants to heal us, he established in the old covenant, and then he also made it a part of the new covenant, but... He made it better. How did he make it better? Well, let's, let's, let's look at a couple reasons why it's better in the new covenant than in the old. One, better mediator. Moses was just a dude. He was like any of us. He, he had his problems. He had his shortcomings. Uh, he had his times where he doubted the Lord. And that was the one who was the mediator between the two covenants. Our mediator, Jesus, Never made, a, never made a mistake, never sinned once, and he's also like the son of God, and he also died for us. So we have, you know, if you compare Moses and you compare Jesus, there's just not much comparison. It's just kind of like comparing our covenants. There's just not much comparison. In mediators, not much comparison. Jesus is a better mediator. He's always faithful. Everything he said came to pass. Every word he spoke, he performed. He is a better mediator. Number two, the second way it's better, is in the old, we read in Exodus 15 that there was this premise for the covenant that said, if you obey all of my commandments, then I will heal you. Then I won't put the diseases on you. And so in the old covenant, you had to perform based upon your goodness, based upon your faithfulness, whether you messed up or not. And if you sin, guess what? You don't get the benefits of the covenant. It was for those who were sinless. It was for those who obeyed in everything. That sounds a lot more difficult. 
That sounds a lot worse than the new covenant, which the new covenant is we receive these things by faith, which is what we, I mentioned earlier. We receive them by faith. Faith in who? Faith in our mediator, Jesus. Jesus is the one who now qualifies for all of the benefits, all of the promises. Your healing is based on Jesus' ability to perform, his ability to be sinless, his ability to be the spotless lamb, not your ability to do everything just right. Jesus is the one who did everything just right, and that's the qualifier for whether you are qualified to receive the promise. So praise God, man. If, if, if it was up to me, like the, in the old covenant, I'm missing out on my promises. I'm missing out on all the things that, that God said would be ours. But in the new covenant, it's based upon Jesus' faithfulness. Amen? Now, here's the, here's the third one and, and the one I, I want to park on for a sec. The third way that the new covenant is better and its promises are better is instead of, well, instead of God being the one who will heal you or heals you, he is the one who healed you. It went from now to it already happened. Now, uh, why is that better? Well, I'll, I'll take you to a verse. Second Peter, or sorry, First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. You may have heard this one before. Talking about Jesus again, because he's the mediator of our, uh, of our covenant, right? Verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. See, if, if it's God will heal you, then there's this question of, well, when will he heal me? Well, what do I have to do to get him to heal me? But in the new covenant, it's now Jesus healed you through what he did 2,000 years ago. This satisfies the question of when or if. It's a done deal. It would be like this. When did God forgive your sins? Well, he did it on the cross. All sins were 100% forgiven. There's no question if you go to the Lord today and you bow your knee, there's no question whether you're going to be forgiven or not. Why? Because he made the statement, he did the act 2,000 years ago where he said, by the blood of Jesus, your sins are washed clean. It's done. It's already done. It's in the past. So it's a guarantee. There's no question. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're forgiven. Likewise, through the stripes on Jesus' back 2,000 years ago, you were healed. Everything in your body was healed 2,000 years ago. The reason Jesus took stripes on his back was for our complete 
healing, our bodies being completely whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, absolutely nothing missed. No oversight of, oh, well, what about this issue? What about all these new diseases and these new viruses and all these new things? Nothing got missed. Everything was completely on Jesus. Everything got removed through the stripes on his back. Hallelujah. Everything. Okay, well, why, if that's true, how come I'm not healed right now? How come I'm not feeling healed? How come I still got this issue going on? Well, how come some people aren't saved? How come some people's sins aren't forgiven? It's the same answer. You have to receive yourself. Just like you have to receive the forgiveness of your sins paid for 2,000 years ago, you have to receive the healing Jesus bought through the stripes on his back 2,000 years ago. And if you don't know that that's how it works, then you'll just go around like someone who doesn't know that they could be forgiven if they just received. It works the exact same way. So this is the, this is the way we do this. We receive. Have you ever heard the phrase, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? In a sense, God has done this. He has led us to the water, but he can't make you drink. He has given up himself as the bread of life to us, but he can't make you eat. He can't make you partake of the bread of life that's something that we do. We're the ones who receive. We're the ones who by faith, which is how you got saved, right? It's how you got forgiven. You believed on a word. You believed on a scripture. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that anyone who believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You believed on that word. And so, yep, I guess I'm saved. You know what's crazy is you probably, to right now, you don't, you might not even feel saved. You might not even like check and be like, you know, it doesn't really feel like the Lord's inside me right now. He's in my, how do you know he's inside of you? How do you know that you're saved? How do you know your eternal destiny is in heaven? How do you know that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life? How do you know? What's your confidence in? Your feeling? The way your body feels? the way your emotional state, or is it 100% solely based on God's word? And when it is, guess what? It just works. Every single time, you don't have to like, all right, we're gonna come up here. We're gonna try to get you saved. We're gonna... I'm gonna pray. Let me pray for a little bit. Let me, let me just pray in the spirit. We're gonna... It's going to be some, some extra hallelujahs and all this kind of thing so we can make sure that this really works. No, we just say, it's simple. The word says this, that if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Well, what if it, what, well, what if it doesn't work? What do you mean, what if it doesn't work? It's his word. Well, well, what if I don't like feel any different or what if there's, 
It doesn't matter what you feel. It's not based on anything natural. It's 100% based off what he said. Well, let's, let's, all right, let's, let's get you healed. We're going we're gonna to have to pray a lot. We're going to have to really seek God, and we're going to have to really, you know, do some extra, you know, spiritual push-ups to get ready for this one. Well, you don't know. It's really bad. I, 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 it's, it's, it's terminal. Well, I'm sure whatever sin you've done is probably pretty bad, too. I'm sure there's some sinners out there that have done some really bad stuff. I know I have. Did it still work? Yeah, because when you compare sin versus the forgiveness of God, there's just no comparison. When you compare a sickness, a disease, a physical ailment against the power of God to heal and what Jesus bought with the stripes on his back, there's just no comparison. It's like, well, how can you put forgiveness and healing in the same category? Well, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 sure did. Right? Without even taking a breath almost, they put them together. So how we receive healing, we partake of it the same way we partook of our salvation. The same way it's based on what Jesus said, it's based on what God said, what the Holy Spirit inspired to be written down. And then we just say, I guess it's so because God's word says. And when it's 100% based on that fact, it works. And it doesn't work some of the time. It doesn't even work most of the time. It works every time. Every single time. You mean really I could walk out of here today whole without anything going on in my body? I'm telling you, his word works every time. He didn't give any caveats. He didn't say except for certain scenarios. And, you know, if you're you know, not good enough, no, he even based it on Jesus is good enough. So we're all qualified. It's a better covenant. Say, I got a better covenant with better promises because I got a better mediator. Amen? See, healing is our bread. Healing belongs to us. Healing is ours. It's not something we have to try to get God to do. He's not into his arms being twisted. He already gave it 2,000 years ago. If it's already given, then there's no questions on what the outcome's going to be. God's will for your life is to be whole, your body to be healed. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give life, and that life more abundantly. And, you know, if I were God, and I was going to come a step and send Jesus to establish a new covenant, and let's say this new covenant didn't have healing inside of it like the old covenant did, it would be real confusing to send this new son of mine, this son of this Jesus, it'd be really confusing to send him, and one of the main things he does is go around healing everybody. You're sending a real confusing message, God. If healing's a part of the old, but it's not a part of the new, why is this new mediator doing all this healing all the time? You know, Jesus is the same yesterday as he is today. He hasn't changed. He's still the healer. 
He's still our bread. He's still the one that took stripes on our back for our healing, stripes on his back for our healing. He's still the one that's faithful to do what he said. He's still seated at the right hand of the Father. He's still mediating between us and the Lord. He's still the one that's qualifying us to receive every promise. He's still the Lord of Lords. He's still the King of Kings. He's still the great I am. He's still the one who's worthy of all praise. He's still the one that is deserving of all the glory. This is Jesus whom we're talking about. And we're his, and he's ours. We're his, and he's ours. Makes it real simple. If, if it's his plan, if it's his idea, if it's his word, what's stopping us, guys? What's, what's going to hinder us? Can I tell you, there's no devil strong enough. There's no demon that has enough power to hold back what God has for us. There is nothing that can limit us but, the only, but the, our own limits that we put on his word. Our own disqualifiers that we put on his word that he didn't come up with, but we did. That's the only thing that can slow us down. That's the only thing that can limit us. God has put these things in our hands. He said, if you'll partake, if you'll receive, if you'll have faith, if you'll believe what I've said, these things will all be yours. These things, these promises, the, the scripture calls them exceedingly great and precious promises. We have exceedingly great and pres precious promises. Come on, he's so faithful, amen? Amen. Uh, what we're going to do next is we're going to um, have people in just a minute, not yet, come forward to receive healing. And we're going to do this the Bible way, which there's many Bible ways, actually. Uh, but this one in particular, which is based on Mark chapter 16, and it's, uh, Jesus said this. He said, these, these signs will follow those who believe. Gives a list of some different things as far as signs that would be uh, following believers. One of them is they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And so I know I'm a believer. I know we have some pastors who are also believers. They're going to be up here ministering as well. And uh, we're going to lay hands on the sick and you're going to recover. And the sick is really just a blanket statement for anybody who's got an issue in your body, anybody who's got a, a physical injury, anyone who's dealing with a disease or any, any sort of sickness, you know, this is what the Lord has said would follow those who believe. And so we're believers, amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm just stirred to say this as, I'm, as we're getting ready. You know, Jesus didn't take stripes on his back for you to deal with, just deal with your sickness. Jesus didn't go through physical hell for you to just have to suffer through the things that he took care of. The things that he paid for, he didn't do that for us to just, eh, you're just gonna have to suffer a little bit longer. You're just gonna have to deal with this for a while longer. He didn't do that. He didn't go through that. Take it upon him on his own body. He didn't do that for us to just deal with it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You ready to just not be dealing with it anymore tonight? You're just not going to deal with it anymore, and I say, I'm not, I'm not, if Jesus took this on his back, I'm not dealing with it anymore. 
I'm not gonna allow it to stay. I'm not gonna be okay with it anymore. Jesus paid for this. How sad would it be if Jesus paid for something that just went completely unused? He took a beating and it just, oh well, no big deal. What a dishonor to the act. What a dishonor to that sacrifice. Amen? Come on, you guys ready to receive tonight?